Blog Talk Radio.
Thursday night, no, May the 3rd, May the 3rd. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. And that song, It's Raining Men, could not have been more appropriate for tonight's show. I will explain later. But first, I want to say welcome to everyone, including my guests and my my listeners. If it were not for y'all... This show would not be what it is because it's not my show. I say this every time. It's y'all's show. It's your show. It's my guest show. It's my listener's show. Ladies and gentlemen, just the show alone, we're up to 114,444 listeners. And I haven't even put on a full weeks of shows, and I couldn't tell you when because, as most of you know, my husband is very ill, and sometimes I just have to put him first because he is the light of my life. But that being said... Y'all have taken this show and run with it, and I'm so, so, so grateful. We're heard in over 100 countries. We're heard on iTunes and YouTube and FM.com and TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio. We're heard on iHeartRadio under two podcasts, Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason and Off the Chain. Getting on iHeartRadio was a dream within itself. It's taken me three years to get there, and we are there, ladies and gentlemen. We're on... um, Podcast.com and Podcast Garden and places I don't even know where they come from. But we're everywhere now, and I am so, so grateful. I would venture to guess, since I haven't looked at the numbers lately, including all the podcasts plus this show, we're probably at 150,000 listeners. So thank each and every one of you. Now, there's two ways to get on the show. You can do like my guests do and Either hook up with me on Facebook or, or contact me at Off the Chain Radio at Yahoo dot com and say, Hey Yvonne, I want to be on your show. And then I'm going to come back to you and say, Send me a headshot, your bio, your book cover, your music, whatever you've got, and I'll get you slotted in. Or if you're too shy to be on the show but you still want to get your product out there, you can contact me at Off the Chain Radio at Yahoo dot com or at on Facebook under Yvonne Mason and. Send me your ad. I don't charge a lot for the ads, but I will run them for 30 days, no matter how many shows I run, because it is about all of you. It is paying it forward. It is helping you all be successful, because I am only as successful as I help you to be. That being said, two of my corporate sponsors are absolutely amazing. I begin with uh, Cece Chamberlain. She has a podcast. She was my very first sponsor, and I will be forever grateful for her. She has a podcast called Inside Your Life with Cece, which is a motivational, passionate conversation. She interviews people who are living their true purpose, whether it be a professional boxer, an author, or even a history enthusiast. She strives to give you hope for a brighter day with her inspirational words. So download, subscribe, and listen as Cece guide you to pursue your dreams for you to live your best life. Her show can be found on podcast.com, iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere else podcasts are available. I have been on that show, ladies and gentlemen, and I got off of that show walking on cloud nine. She is such an effervescent, magnetic person. You just cannot help but feel good after listening to her show. My second corporate sponsor, who is just... I don't know about this woman. She is just absolutely amazing. Her name is Diane Moe, and she has her second in her Sam Holden series out, and it goes like this. Wherever a helpless animal whimpers in the dark, wherever the system fails to protect an animal, she'll be there, and she isn't giving up anytime soon, so you've been warned. 
When Sam Holden receives a tip about a brutal dog fighting ring, she embarks on some of her most dangerous acts of vigilanteism yet. The monster known as the puppeteer circles Sam's world as she unknowingly circles his. As they chase each other, will Sam put those she loves most in harm's way in order to bust up the ring? With time running out and animals in need, the dangerous life Sam's created begins to eclipse any other life she could ever leave. You can buy her latest book, Diane Moat's latest book in the Sam Holden series, Dogfight, on Kindle. And if you haven't read how the series got started, begin the journey with Doggone, also by Diane Moat and also on Kindle. Now, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's guest has been on my show several times. I absolutely adore this woman. And when I say that that song was played for a reason as as we talk, you will you'll get it. I mean, the woman is she's insane. She 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 fits my world perfectly. She is the only person I know that can have an appendix problem go and have emergency surgery and have the hottest surgeon in town take out her appendix. And there's more to that story, which we will definitely get into. She writes fantasy. She writes romance. She, This woman's a writing fool. Author Taylor Dawn she began writing as an item to check off of her bucket list. She resides in the southernmost part of Illinois, right on the mighty Mississippi River. She enjoys the quiet country life with her husband, the son, her son, and the many farm animals that make up the rest of her family. But deciding that farm life was just a little too mundane, Taylor began writing romance and fantasy just to kick things up a bit. So far, it's been so good. Before starting her writing career, Taylor entered the world of cosmetology. So when she isn't writing, she can usually be found sitting around a table making people laugh. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, the woman doesn't have to, all she has to do is put a post on Facebook. And when I'm having my worst day, she turns it around into my best day. She's always wanted to be a stand-up comic. It's never too late, right? Phyllis Diller started in her late 50s, early 60s. She loves pulling practical jokes, dresses up in a costume every Halloween, and believes that dancing is the key to a happy life, even if you aren't a good dancer, which there's no such thing as a bad dancer. She believes that life shouldn't be taken too seriously because we're not going to get out alive anyway. And more than anything, Taylor is a kid at heart. She doesn't believe in bedtimes, eating everything on her plate, or having ice cream only for dessert. Again, a woman after my own heart. I have ice cream as my main course. Her favorite quote is by Dr. Seuss. Why fit in when you're born to stand out? And stand out she does. Hello, my darling. How are you? I am great and happy to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) And that's putting it mildly. You're the only person I know that lays around on the on the couch moaning in pain and not realizing that what you have could be a life-ending illness and decides on a whim. Ladies and gentlemen, this woman is like me. She drove herself to the hospital, which I did when I was hemorrhaging to death, and the doctor looked at me like I'd lost my mind. But I understand you. You know, I'm just going to go have it checked out. I'll be back in a couple of hours. Yeah, I mean, I hate going to the ER. I'm not sure that there's anybody on the planet that loves going. And even when I got there, I sat in my car for like 10 minutes. And I was like, I don't want to go in there. 
I, I stared at the doors of the ER at the hospital. I'm like, I just don't want to go in there. And finally, I was like, okay, we'll we'll do this. And here's the thing. I honestly thought it was just gas. <laughs> like, you know, because that's why I went by myself. My husband was like, do you want me to go? And I'm like, no, it's probably just something, you know, like gas or whatever. And he's like, okay. And come to find out, my appendix needed to come out. And they did, like, emergency surgery the next morning. <laughs> and, and, and she it gets... Was just, she gets the hottest surgeon. You you understand why I played that song, right? Yeah, and that like, this guy—he he was tall and beautiful. I mean, he walked in and it's like scrubs and stuff, and I'm like, oh heck no, this dude is gonna see me naked, you know? And <laughs> I'm not—I'm not a little girl by any means, you know. So I'm a little self-conscious or self-conscious. And I kept thinking, oh, man. But the good thing was, before I left for the hospital, I was like, you know, I'm going to take a shower and shave everything, you know, take care of the grooming on the lady bits and everything, just in case. And I'm so glad I did, because he would have been surprised to, like, take the gown off and look like a Muppet there where he needed to do do surgery. You were the only person uh, I know besides me that would do something like that. I know. Well, in the back of my mind, you know, I'm like, well, I want to be clean and groomed or whatever. And still, I'm thinking, oh, it's just gas, whatever. Um, But, yeah, when they did the CAT scan and they come back and the ER doctor was like, yeah, it's your appendix. And I'm like, I go, yeah, I was like, well, what's the next step? You know, what do I need to do? And he said, well, we're going to go ahead and admit you and take it out in the morning. And I looked at him and I go, am I being punked right now? Because I thought he was joking because he was just, like, super nonchalant about it. And I was like, I did. I was like, am I being punked? Like, are you joking? And he's like, no, this is for real. And then he just and then he just left the room. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. And then my nurse comes in, which he was awesome. So he comes in, and he goes, well, I didn't expect that. And I was like, you and me both. And <laughs> he goes, all right, I'm, I'm going to put your um, antibiotics through your IV. And I'm like, okay. And I'm just, like, nervous and, you know, sick to my stomach. And then he holds up this syringe, and he goes, oh, yeah, and I have morphine for you. <laughs> and I was, like, I was, like, holding out my arm. I was like, do it. <laughs> give me, give me. <laughs> I was like, keep it coming, dude. <laughs> Stop when I pass out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man. And then um, I got in my hospital room, and, of course, my husband and my son show up. And this is, like, almost 2 o'clock in the morning. And um, my nurse has come in, too, and she said, now, if you're in pain, let me know, because you're allowed to have the, the morphine every two hours. I was oh, like, my Lord. I know, right? And I was like, hell Yeah. <laughs> Which I I didn't request it every two hours because I'm like it's I don't I don't deal with that very well since you know I was addicted to painkillers in the past so I have to watch that so yeah I wasn't sitting there you know every two hours like pushing the little button for the nurse to come in but <laughs> it was but it, the, the offer it was, was there if you had been a yeah. lesser person Taylor or or someone who was less disciplined are less cognizant of the the addiction, 
you'd have had your, you'd have been hitting that button there. Gimme, gimme, gimme. But to yeah. know where you've been and know where you are now, that is such a statement to your um, survival. Yeah, and, and you and, know the thing was, it was it. The thing that scared me too was, I know you know when I hear the word surgery, after surgery you're put on pain medicine, right? And um, that scared me too because I'm like, oh my god, like I don't, you know, because I can control myself. I had knee surgery um, last January, and of last year actually, and so yes, you know, after my appendix was out, the doctor prescribed um, hydrocodone, you know one of my drugs of choice is what, you know, I used to call them. And so um, we got, we went and got the prescription filled, and there was only like 25 pills. Um, but the back of my mind, because I am an addict, you know, it's the back of my mind's gone, oh, man, we're going to have some fun with that, you know. <laughs> but I have come to that point, like you said, I disciplined myself because I took, I actually took less than what I was supposed to, and every time I would take my pain medicine, I would walk in, my husband, I was like, I held the bottle in my hand, I'm like, hey, I took a pain pill, and the first couple times, he's like, uh, okay, and so finally, he was like, why are you telling me this? I was like, well, it's kind of like me holding myself accountable for it, you know, I could just dump the whole bottle in my mouth and have a, a few hours of fun if I wanted to. <laughs> But I, but I don't do that. And so um, I actually took, I took the whole bottle, like I took it exactly like I was supposed to, and then when I ran out, I handed the empty bottle to my husband, and I was like, here you go, I'm done with them, throw them away. And everything was fine. So, yeah, I mean, addiction never goes away. Um, you know, it's, it's always there. It's always that little voice in the back of your head. But... I've worked so hard the past few years to, you know, shove that voice really, really far back there because I don't want to end up like I was before because I I just didn't like that person. She was not well, and, a very nice person. And and think about it too, Taylor. It's it's it, not only would you be that person, but you would be that person a hundred times over. Yeah. And the good thing, too, is because I'm always, you know, I'm always public and transparent about being an addict, and I think that helps me, too, because, um, you know, I don't want to disappoint people. You know, I don't want to fail and disappoint, so there's that in the back of my head, too, Um, and it all just culminates together, and it helps me stay clean and stay healthy, basically. And the beautiful thing is... Ladies and gentlemen, when Taylor first came on my show, we talked about this at great length. And and I am not a judgmental person. God knows I've got enough history of my own that let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And the reason we talked about Taylor's addiction is because it's like Taylor says, she will always be an addict, but she doesn't have to be a participating addict. And it goes to prove that one can change the course of one's destiny if one makes the choice to and understands that that monkey will always be there, but it doesn't have to be on your back. Am I right, Taylor? Exactly. I mean, you're always going to be aware of what you are, 
But the thing is, like, you know, it took a while for me to actually forgive myself. You know, I I was always down on myself about it. I was like, how could I do that? How could I put myself through that? Um, and for some reason this year, I feel like that weight has been lifted. I feel like I've finally forgiven myself, and I can move forward now. And it's and that like is the, the best key. feeling ever. Yes, that mm-hmm. is the key. Is is being able to say, okay, I don't live there anymore, and and I don't have to go back and open that doorway, and I can let it go, and stop beating myself up. There was, in my opinion, humble though it is, there was really nothing to forgive yourself for. It was a defining moment in your life. But it doesn't define who you are. It was something that that you did and something that happened, but but that's not who you are. You are Taylor Dawn. Mm -hmm. You are a mother. You are a wife. You're a beautiful woman. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've never seen this woman, she is absolutely to die for. I don't care what she says. She is absolutely to die for. You are. She's one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my entire life. And the reason is because I am an empath, the first time I met her, it was like a shining light was behind her, and her aura was just so magnanimous and so full of life and love that I wanted to drown in it. There's nothing negative about this woman at all. She is beautiful inside and out. I well, never don't give me that. crying now. Come on. <laughs> hey, I only speak the facts, ma'am. <laughs> it, <laughs> well, I it appreciate it. I, you know, I just kind of, at this point, I live my life, and I have fun, and I smile every day, and I try to help people. You know, that's, I, I don't know, I I get joy out of helping others um, more than myself, which, you know, sometimes I get lost in the mix, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, well, and, yeah. and in the end, you get rewarded so, so much. It's it's amazing. I've watched your journey and, and seen you grow and seen the things that you've accomplished. And it just, it it makes me happy because the journey that you've taken has not been without its bumps in the roads. And ladies and gentlemen, anybody that, that takes a journey, a, a well worthwhile journey, anybody can can skate along on calm waters and say, Oh, I've got a wonderful life. The wonderful life comes when we weather the storms of life and they don't define us. If anything, they make us stronger because we've we've been through the, the valleys of hell and the storms of hell, and we came out on the other side a little battle-scarred and, and weary-worn, but stronger and yeah. more determined to be a better person. Exactly, and I, I've learned that over the years. And, you know, like I said, I've I've had, you know, this recent surgery, and then I've had a knee surgery and two back surgeries. And I'm basically covered with scars. But those scars don't really define me. They remind me of how strong I went, you know, I was when I went through all of that stuff. And I'm sure in the future I'll have more scars. But whatever. I get to, you know, I'm at that point where it doesn't matter. 
It really doesn't because when it comes down to brass tacks, I look around, I look at my life and my family, I look at my career and where I am, and I'm just genuinely happy. And And that's an awesome feeling. Yeah, it's an awesome feeling to feel like that. And and how many people, Taylor, how many people in this world can honestly say they have reached the point in their life where they're truly happy with where they are, who they are, and how they got there? Well, I don't know, but more people need to, you know, really look around because I don't have the best of everything. You know, I don't have brand-new cars and, you know, a mansion or whatever, but it doesn't matter because, you know, we've talked about this before. It's all material stuff anyway. I'm not going to be exactly. able to take it when I die. So Nope, not going to take know, it with it us. Just, it's it's like you know, the joke that I read where where the man told his wife he wanted to be buried with his money. Yeah. So when he died, she wrote a check and put it in the casket with him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Sounds like she's a bit of a smartass. <laughs> My kind of woman. I like it. I do too. Awesome. See, I knew you'd enjoy the humor in that one. <laughs> oh, man. It sounds like something that Taylor Don would do. Exactly. If anybody well, knows me, I'm always doing something jokingly. Or <laughs> and, and speaking of jokes... You didn't tell, she told me before we went live that they didn't move her from the bed to the to the operating table. She transferred herself, and she tells the anesthesiologist something that when she told me, if I hadn't been sitting in the chair, if I'd been standing up, I would have hit the floor laughing. Tell the listening audience what you told the anesthesiologist. Only you would think of this. The anesthesiologist, well, as to why you... We're worried, not because you might die. No, like, okay, so they wheel me in, and normally they transfer you over, they, like, pick you up, whatever. And I'm like, I think, I I was like, I'll climb over there. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And so I was, like, shaking, and the anesthesiologist comes over, and I'm like, I'm really scared. And he's like, why? And I go, because, like, I wasn't able to plan for this surgery, and if I die, like, my house is not clean. <laughs> and then he, like, he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to give you some medicine to relax you. And then after he said that, like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> so, but, yeah, like, all this stuff was going through my head. And I'm like, oh, house isn't clean. The laundry's not caught up. My God, what, you know, if I die and people come over to the house, they're going to be like, wow, this is kind of crazy. What were the, what was she thinking? How dare she die without cleaning her house? <laughs> I know. I, I worry about the weirdest things, though. Oh, it's, me. You, it's, you are. It's, it's, it's really, it's insignificant, but to me it was like <laughs> a big thing. You know, like, most people would be like, so what? And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, dirty house. <laughs> but my, my ticket to the pearly gates is a clean house. 
if it if it was that night or that morning, I wouldn't have been getting in. They would have been like checking the list and be like, "Nope, sorry, sweetie." <laughs> well, let me play these last three ads, and then we're gonna talk about all kinds of good stuff other than your latest foo barbs. So hold on, ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and our guest, author Taylor Dawn. And as you can see, we are laughing ourselves to tears. So we're going to take a break and collect ourselves, if that is possible, and we'll be back shortly. (laughs) Do you have cougars on your porch swing? (coughs) Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit QuinnWildlifeArt.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree. It's a hoot. Hi, this is Winona and Jade inviting you to join us and our wonderful guests on the And I Thought Women's Cave podcast on Blog Talk Radio to learn more about our books, the And I Thought series, and the Misfit Guides. They're available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Or just to see what your ladies are up to, you can find all of that out on www.andwethought.com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade and our books. <laughs> you so silly. silly. You silly. Remember, Did you write that? That's funny. <laughs> Remember to visit us at andwethought.com. Former Boston PD Captain Stanford Carter and his wife, forensic scientist Jill Seacrest, have decided to move to the Big Apple to accept positions with the New York branch of the FBI. Rookie agent Shania Deeprose completes the Trinity as they collide head-on with raging and rampant social, political, and economic unrest amid a string of murders that seem unrelated and may be serial, copycat, thrill, or hate-driven as they struggle to understand the mind and thought process of the orchestrators, killers, and victims, the team begins to wonder who's who. The line between black and white, superior and subordinate, right and wrong, and good and evil disappears as they are forced to reevaluate their own thoughts, feelings, and philosophies. Ultimately, every character must come to their own conclusions to these questions. Is justice ever more important than the law? Is playing God justifiable if it's for the greater good of all? Come along for the ride to see if Agent Carter will decide to stick to being a hunter or become judge, jury, and executioner instead. Find the answers to these questions when you read the new book, The Killing Collective. The Killing Collective is a character-driven story with big characters with depth. They're soul-searching in addition to the biggest case of the agent's careers. The Killing Collective, available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions. Order your copy today. And we are back with Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest author, Taylor Dawn. 
And we have been talking all things insanity. I think we have collected ourselves for the moment, but those bursts of insanity will pop out without any notice at all because that's just us. Before, (laughs) when I was looking at all the new stuff you had done and all the interviews you'd given on the different uh, blogs you'd done, something jumped out at me. Now, I know when I research, I research some pretty crazy things because of the genres that I write. But you Mm -hmm. researched on how long it took for a kitten to drown? A kitten to drown? Did I do that? Yeah. I don't remember that. I'm going, that doesn't sound like Taylor, but I read it again and I said, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, I don't remember that at all. The research research I've been doing lately is on um, actually hacking, (laughs) the computer hacking. Oh, my Lord. On hacking. Yeah. Now you're going to be a hacker? (laughs) Well, um, my book that just released um, like a week ago, uh, Tangled Ends, one of my characters, she's a hacker. And so I literally was like going to some places online and I was like, oh my goodness. Like I actually figured out how to get like on the dark web and stuff. <laughs> I didn't do it, but I figured it oh out. Oh my word. It was They're crazy. They're going to come get you. I know. I was like, I'm not doing that because like the FBI will show up at my door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, already convinced no- that they're watching me. <laughs> Well, I put no credence or faith in the FBI anyway. They can't. Number one, it's okay for them to lie, but if you lie to them, you go to prison for it. But it's okay for yeah. them to lie, steal, cheat, and all the stuff they accuse us of doing. And it's okay for them to be political hacks when they're supposed to be nonpartisan. So, you know, they're about as worthless as tits on a boar hog, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't worry about the FBI. When when Jack was working for the state attorney's office, the um, the state attorney that he worked for, for some reason the FBI decided they were going to investigate him. So Jack, being the good um, right arm that he is, walked into the meeting with a tape recorder and set it on the table. And the FBI guy said, agent said, what's that for? She says, I'm recording this, this session. And the agent said, no, we don't do that. Jack said, we're done here. Come on, Bob, let's go. He said, we're not, we're not, we're done. So they got up and left. Wow. So, and you know why they don't record. They don't want anything recorded that can prove they lie. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they, they change their minds like we change our underwear. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're watching our FBI, just go on your merry little way. But you also <laughs> wrote a book. <laughs> I'm afraid of nothing. You also wrote a book called Something's Not Right with Lucy. That's no. That's, your, that's not yours? No. Okay, have I lost my mind? By I Taylor don't know. Dawn. That's not... Oh, it's by Dawn Taylor. Never mind. Uh, yeah, you know what? I had searched, um, I was looking at my books or something on Amazon one day, and I had never seen that author before, and it popped up, like, in the list with mine, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah. Well, maybe the blog that I read was 
not you. Because hmm. I'm going to. It might have been. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I did, I did not. I did not research how to drown a kitten. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading it, I'm going. This doesn't sound like her. We must have this discussion because she writes fantasy and and um, hot love stories like Tangled Ends and loose ends and sassy ever after and she has all these hot bodies on her book covers split ends and all that but yeah right in the middle is something's not right with lucy by don taylor yeah maybe i need to get a hold of her be like you need to change your pen name (laughs) (laughs) okay let's go back Then let's go back to Tangled Incense. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to find out how long it takes to drown a kitten. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can Google that real quick if you want, but I don't think we need to go there. (laughs) No, let's not go there. When you you were researching hacking, tell Mm -hmm. all the deep, dark secrets that you found. Well, there's all there's several different types of hackers. Um, you know, there's black hat hackers, white hat, um, and of course, like, the, you know, I I didn't obviously go on like the dark web or the deep web because, like I said, I don't want some people in suits to show up at my door. Um, but it was like she was a very complex and intelligent character. And so, um, you know, I always try to put a little bit of me into the female characters, like, because I have different sides to my personality, of course. Um, So it was kind of cool to actually, like, dig deep inside and pull out, like, that intelligence and, you know, have it be, like, articulate. Um, And it was funny because after I wrote the book and then I did my read-through, I was like, holy cow, it actually – Sounds like I know what I'm doing when it comes to computers and hacking. I was like, I'm impressed. <laughs> I actually wrote this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hmm, I didn't do too bad on that. And honestly, um, like I said, it only came out like a week ago, but I've been getting great reviews on it. People are loving it because it's it's an action-packed book, too. It's not just sex. It's not just the steamy. There's... Um, suspense, thriller, um, you know, like espionage and that kind of thing all mixed into one. And so that was the last book in the Magnolia series. And honestly, I was kind of sad to write it (laughs) because I love that series. And I didn't want to see it end. But the good thing is um, in the the final book, Entangled Ends, you will meet three other hackers that are kind of in their mid-20s, the three uh, women that live together. And I'm actually doing a spinoff trilogy to tell their stories. Um, so that's going to be the dot-com uh, trilogy. And then um, the books, there's going to be Control, Alt, and Delete are the names of them. And the covers have, like just like your computer buttons, the Control, Alt, and Delete buttons on them. How neat is that? Yeah, there's it's super cool. I, the covers are done and ready to go. Um, I'm about halfway through writing the first book in it. So, so it's, it's a lot of what fun. Made you, what made you do this, this spinoff series? I think it was because I love the Magnolia series so much 
but once I was writing the last book in it, you know, I, I made these three characters and I loved these three characters. And I was like, oh man, I would love to write their story. Um, but it's, it's more of a, it's not really a steamy romance. It's going to go more into like your suspense and your thriller type thing with a little bit of sweet romance kind of thing in like mixed into it. Um, yeah, there's like there's a ton of research because as I'm writing it, I'm like, why did I decide to do this? <laughs> <laughs> what moment in sanity touched my brain? Yeah, I'm like, what is wrong with me? But you know, when I write, I just I kind of just whatever pops in my head. I'm like, oh man, I have to write that story. Um, well, and two, when you think about it, even though. The, the research is maddening. Think of everything that you're learning. We we think we know so much, but then we find out that we don't know what we don't know until we start learning it. Exactly. And it's interesting. Thought, like you said, you, you learn the stuff, and then you pack it away in your brain for maybe you'll need it later. I thought I knew everything there was to know about the Civil War till I wrote about it. I didn't know that. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I didn't know this. Wow, this has wow. <laughs> yeah, was you're just, like, what? I mean, it's more than just like, dates. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that wasn't in the history books at school. What's happening? Exactly. I'm going, oh, mm-hmm. uh, really, this happened? So you put all this in the books, and it, it, what most authors have forgotten is that readers, Voracious readers are far more intelligent and intellectual than we give them credit for sometimes. So when we skimp on research or skimp on depth of the book, and I'm not talking about 15,000 words to describe a blade of grass. We all know what the color of a blade of grass is. (laughs) But when we, we skimp on the meat of the book, we insult the reader. Yes. So for no, you you're exactly do, right. For you to do all of that research on hacking and then take these three characters and do even more research, it's, these are going to be amazing books, my friend, I'm telling you. You you have set off on an, on an adventure that are going to hook your, your readers and your fans and you'll never get rid of them. I hope so. And, you know, it, it was just kind of something that I wanted to do because it was different and it kind of spoke to me because obviously in this day and age, like everything revolves around computers and technology. Okay. And, um, you know, we can sit back and say, oh, the readers don't understand the technology, blah, blah, blah. Sure they do. Oh, yeah, you know? they do. And if you write it in a way that, you know, it flows well, and it's not just sitting there giving you, like, a huge info dump, you know, like, oh, the number one key does this, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> that's not it. You know, you have to make it exciting. And that's what I'm trying to do. And so far, so good. Well, I, for one, can't wait. So what? So it's, it's, the first book is Control, correct? Yes. And it's not spelled – it's cool because it's not spelled out, like, the actual word Control – it's C T R L. 
And so it's just, it's really cool. Like I said, the covers have, um, you know, like my characters on them, obviously, but their, um, the title is done like in a computer button type thing. I can't wait to see those covers. Yeah, so, I'll have to send them to you. Oh, absolutely. Throw them up on my page and I'll say, look, this is what Taylor Dawn is doing. Now, you are forever having foobarbs. We're going to get... Do you ever put any of your foobarbs in your books? Mm, sort of. I, um... Yeah. Well, my book, Saving London, which is um, an urban fantasy, um, there was a couple things that I did in that one that happened to, you know, a couple of the characters. Um, one of them was uh, the time that me and my husband and his sister and her family, we all went on a cruise, and we cruised out of New Orleans. And um, we were out at sea on the ship, and my dumbass decides to try to slide down the railing on the staircase. <laughs> and I was wearing a dress, and the dress got caught, and I ended up flying down, like, two flights of stairs, and I dislocated my jaw. And <laughs> I was covered in bruises. They honestly thought, like, when I hit, that I was dead. We were on, like, the eighth floor of the ship, and my flip-flop, one of them ended up on the second floor of the ship somehow. And so I added I added that in Saving London um, as one of my characters. It, you know, it was a paranormal character, and so they died, and that was their story about how they died because everybody <laughs> thought I was dead. So, so, yeah, I mean, I do put a few things in there. Um, Everybody's been asking me to write a romantic comedy, and I do have one started. It's called Nerd Alert. So, oh, no. <laughs> eventually that one, yeah, eventually the cover for that one is absolutely adorable. <laughs> and the girl kind of looks like me on the cover, which is crazy. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I've got, like, all these projects. I just really need to start working on them. <laughs> so in Nerd Alert, is is the girl full of food barbs? Oh yeah, like she's just, like super awkward, like I am. Um, you know, there's there's one scene um, where I can remember like she's dating this guy and um, she accidentally like hits his nose somehow, and he has like this horrible bloody nose. And to fix it, she hands him like two tampons, and so he sticks. <laughs> one up each nostril, and then they meet their friends, and he's got, like, these little strings hanging out of his nose. <laughs> and then also, like, um, her and her friend, her friend's trying to, you know, she's kind of a, a bigger girl, and her friend is trying to introduce her to thong underwear. And so she comes out after putting them on, and she's like, there's something wrong. And her friend's, like, looking in a magazine, and she looks up. She's like, oh, my God, you have it on backwards. <laughs> It's just funny things like that, and and of course that book will have a lot of my little stories in it too, and I'll adapt it to my character. Only you, Taylor. Only you. That <laughs> that that last one was a visual. I'll never get out of my head now. I know. When I wrote it, I'm like, oh man, like things hurt on me when I when I wrote <laughs> that. <laughs> 
I was like, ooh, that's not good. Oh, my. see, ladies and gentlemen, to know to know Taylor is to absolutely love her because this woman, she it's it's gave this gift of practical jokes and comedic antics to her son, and they are forever pulling stuff on each other. Oh yeah. What I he, what did he do this last time that was so funny and you said well played? Okay, so I'm terrified of dolls. All right, there's a lot of people out there terrified of dolls, but I really am. Well, one night I'm sitting here on the couch and I'm writing. I mean, you know, when I'm writing, I'm like completely focused, like nothing else exists basically. And so I'm writing and I sat back to kind of look at what I was doing. And out of the corner of my eye on my left side, I looked over. He had found this porcelain doll somewhere and he had set it up on the arm of the sofa to make it look like it was crawling over at me. And I lost it. Like, I peed a little because it ter- – like, I jumped up. My computer, like, popped up in the air, and I was just, like, freaked out. And, like, my heart rate was, like, going crazy. But after it settled down, I'm like – I looked at him, and I was like, well played, dude. I'm like, well played. <laughs> Because we're always, I mean, that's what we do. We, You know, sometimes if he's just standing around, I'll sneak up behind him and just scare the heck out of him for no reason. <laughs> You're going to give the kid a complex. Well, he and the thing is, he gives it right back to me, which is, which is great. He's going to give I mean, some he, girl a complex. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hope- Hopefully he'll find one that's got as twisted sense of humor as his mother does. He probably will. He's <laughs> uh, he's a great kid, though. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better kid. And it just, you know, we had a, actually a fun time this afternoon. He has, he kind of built a potato cannon. And he comes to me. He's like, Mom, I need hairspray so I can ignite it and blast potatoes across the yard. I'm like, oh, my word. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, we're all, all three of us are standing in the front doorway, and we're uh, launching potatoes, and it was absolutely insane, but we were just all dying laughing. I'm like, good redneck fun. <laughs> and, and ladies and gentlemen, she lives on a farm, so she can get away with doing that. If she lived in the city, they would come and arrest her for shooting off illegal weapons. Yeah. That, that is too funny. So what... What now? We're going to do, you're doing Control-Alt-Delete. You've just released Loose Ends, which is in the last of the Magnolia series. How many is in that series? There's five books in that series. All right, tell our list. No, y'all cannot go look her up yet. You've got to wait a little bit. All right, go down (laughs) the list of the five in the series. Okay, there's um, Loose Ends, Split Ends, Torn Ends, Jagged Ends, and Tangled Ends. And the cool thing is, too, I actually just released um, the box set of them. And so it's this ginormous, you know, ebook that has all five of them in there, and it's like a really good price, too. 
So it's like five bucks cheaper to buy the box set than it is to buy all five books separately. Well done. And yeah. you also I, I, have let me go let me go to Amazon. You then you have the sassy desires. Is that a um series two? Well, those I actually write in um Millie Payton's Kindle World. Um, you get to go in and create your own characters, but you basically, they reside in her world, and you can use some of her characters, too. Um, and actually, I'm getting ready to upload a new one tonight. Um, it's called uh, Fashionably Sassy, and it will actually release um, on the 8th, uh, next Tuesday. Um, and also, along with it, we have um, this amazing anthology. It's called From Paris with Love. And um, we've got a bunch of authors on there. It's an amazing group of authors. We've got um, myself, of course, um, Aaron Trejo, Elaine Marie, Erica Locke, Esther E. Schmidt, Jade Royal, Alyssa Hart, Ashley Shades, Brandy Dorsch, Carrie Ann, MJ Carnell, Natalie Nicole Bates, Rebecca Dodson, and S.L. Sacker. So this group has come together, and every story in the anthology um, takes place in Paris, and it's there's some steaminess in there too. So, and it officially will release on the eighth as well. So you got a bunch of them coming out. I do. It's been crazy, but I love it. <laughs> Jeez, I haven't written since Jack's been sick, and it is just about to drive. I barely get the show done, and it's just about to drive me crazy. Because I'm sitting there work with Lafitte dancing in my head, and he wants to come out and play, and I'm halfway through the book and I haven't touched it in months. I know you get so, to that point where, like, when you don't write, you feel weird because it just feels like it's supposed to be a part of you every day. Yeah, I, I've, there's something missing in my life, but when you're sleep deprived, you can't put a coherent sentence together to speak out loud, much less put it on paper, I can just see it now. Lafitte did what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, I completely believe it or not, that. we are getting to the end of the show, so I need for you to tell the folks where you can be found, my darling, and where you books can be found. Um, all of my books are available on all platforms except for the Kindle World books, of course. Those are just um, on Amazon. They're Kindle Unlimited as well. Um, so you can find all the rest of my books on Barnes & Noble, Kobo, iTunes, Amazon. Um, and then I do have my website, uh, tailoredonauthor.com, and there's all kinds of like cool stuff on there. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook Like page. And recently I created um, a group, like a reader group. Um, it's called Taylor's Team Tiara. And it's a small group now, but we're building, and we have a lot of fun in there and lots and lots of laughs. So, um, you know, I'm at, on Twitter, too, at Tailored On Books. Um, I'm just kind of everywhere. So just type in Tailored On, and you'll probably find me. But not Dawn Taylor. It's got to be Taylor Dawn. No. Yeah. Because Taylor Dawn comes Taylor's first. That, that's not her. So if you go get something's wrong with Lucy, it's not our Taylor Dawn. It's somebody else that popped up that shouldn't have. So <laughs> you are going to be in 
uh, Cocoa Beach at the end of May at uh, Space Coast Book Lovers. Actually, I'm not doing. I'm not not doing doing that one this year. No, really. Yeah, I'm not doing that one this year. Yeah, Um, my next event is actually um, the Cleveland Author Event. Um, It's hosted. One of the hosts is um, Love Between the Sheets Book Blog, which they are amazing. Um, And Cleveland is actually like an hour from where I kind of grew up in Ohio, so I might get to drive by my old house too. So there you go. If you live near Cleveland, check her out. We are getting towards the end of our show. My darling, I love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for for agreeing to be on the show tonight, even though you're <laughs> going out of town tomorrow. I've missed you so much. You just don't know. You brighten my life. Well, you do too, Yvonne, and I appreciate you, you know, letting me come on and talk about well, crazy you come stuff back, right? and books. You're, yeah. You're coming back. You're you're a permanent oh. fixture on this show. Oh, I'll be back. Don't you worry. Uh, absolutely she will. Ladies, and don't hang up when we go dark. Ladies and gentlemen, as you all all know, at the end of the show, there's several things I say. And the, the thing that I say the most is people for, will forget your name. They will forget what you like. They will forget what you're wearing, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you made them feel. And I hope and pray that this show makes you all feel like you are the special people that you are. So I don't want you just feeling special. I want you to be special. If you want to achieve greatness, please don't ask permission. Just go out and do it because nobody's going to give it to you. Tomorrow night we have musician Ed Roman will be with us. It will be his first time on the show, so show him love. Saturday night, a friend of mine, Gary Allen, who has his own show called The Express, will be on. We'll be talking to him. So join us at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. And if you're not in Eastern Daylight Time, just figure it out because there's so many different time zones that that I deal with. And join us for an hour of, as we always say here, off the chain because we never know. We never, never know what's going to happen on this show, as Taylor can attest. It's always, yep. always off the chain. So until <laughs> and I tomorrow love night, exactly, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time, when we will, um, again, open up the airwaves, this is your host, Yvonne off the chain, and her guest and my love, author Taylor Dawn, wishing you all a good evening. Now, you know that as soon as this goes up in archives, I'll put it on the page. I'll tag you in it. Yes. You know to take it and run with it. And then tomorrow when I put it up on um, Spreaker and SoundCloud and MixCloud, I'm having trouble with MixCloud, so it might not get up on MixCloud, but Spreaker, SoundCloud, it goes up on iTunes and YouTube and FM.com, TuneIn Radio and Our Heart Radio. When it gets up on iHeartRadio, I will tag you. And you can follow both of those podcasts, and that will pop up in your email. That is the one that I want us to really get out, because that one is heard all over the world, too. And yeah. it's a new thing. And, of course, uh, podcast.com and Podcast Garden. So, once again, you're going to be um, pimped out everywhere. That's awesome. No, I, I really appreciate you letting me come on. It's, I always have fun. I look forward to it. 
because it's you know it's not a script it's not a scripted thing and life no. in general isn't scripted so it kind of goes and why should the show be scripted <laughs> exactly that's what, like, that's what makes this show so much fun is it is never scripted and I never know where it's gonna go yeah it is an absolute hoot it's I love it. I just, you know, I don't want to get on here and sound like a robot, you know, like buy my books, like, you know, I just, <laughs> well, I just want to have because, fun. <laughs> well, what, what I tell people and what I live by is our books is not our brand. Our brand is us. The books are a byproduct. Exactly. And when people find out how much fun you are, you know they're going to go buy the books. They can't help themselves. It's their drug of choice. And I keep on, well, yeah. I mean, I, love, I, I just in general love people, and I, that's why I do so many events each year, too, because I am a people person. I'm not introverted at all, as you well know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'm, it's, it's great. I love getting out there and meeting the readers and having fun. And if they don't buy a book, I'm okay with it because at least I found a connection, you know? Yep. And you never know what it, – it might not be their cup of tea, but it might be their mother or their daughter or their friend or their sister or their cousin or their aunt or a stranger on the street. Exactly. And, you know, lately I've seen a lot of people that, you know, think that you should only write in one genre. You know, no. and like if you write romance, stick to it. My thing is, is that I want to write stuff that – you know, if somebody comes up to my table at an event, let's say, and they're like, well, I don't really read romance. I like, you know, crime novels. Like, I want to be able to have something for them because this whole thing is not about me. It's about the reader. Absolutely. Point blank. And, you know, I think that's, that's another key to success is you have to keep humble and you have to keep telling yourself, this is not about me. It's not about fame. It's not about fortune. It's about affecting somebody with your words that you gave them or they bought, you know? And it, and it's keeping yourself engaged. I'm reading too many books these days by well-known traditional authors who just changed the names and the places to protect the guilty. It's the same plot line. It's the same character mm-hmm. base driven story and they're cranking it out like an assembly line they've lost the uniqueness of who they are and what they do because the publishers are saying we need four books this year we don't care what they look like people are buying because it's got your name on it exactly and you know if, if it's working for them fine but you know I just like I said I want to be able to grow and to flourish, and to do that, I have to explore different genres, because I don't, I love writing romance, don't get me wrong, I absolutely adore it, but I don't want to be stuck writing romance for the rest of my life. Well, honey, you've you got know, too honey, much in you. you, you, there's, there's, there's too much of you that, that wants more for yourself. There and, is. And in, yeah. and in doing that, you have to, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Exactly, and and I push myself a lot, and I I do question myself. I'm like, should I be doing this? But of course, um, like I said, if I don't, like, 
I'm just going to be stagnant, and, I, and I'm going to be one of those authors that are just, you know, changing the names and slapping a book out there and be like, here you go. Yeah, I, I that's just not... can't do that. Well, you cheat yourself. Yeah, and you cheat your readers, too. And I refuse to do that. It's, just, it's not going to happen. And I'm actually really excited, though, because um, the Magnolia series is getting turned into audiobooks as well. Sweet. Yeah, and my narrator, she is amazing. Um, and I was talking to her the other day, and she's like, I absolutely love these books because she's read them all now. And I was like, oh, awesome. And the samples, like sample chapters she sent me, it kind of made me proud of myself in a way because she read them like I meant them to be, you know, like if they had yeah. a certain accent or way or whatever. Like, she was able to pull that from my words. And I was actually, it was, like I said, it was a proud moment because I'm like, wow, you know, like, people are getting it. Like, they're, what's on the paper or whatever, like, they're, you know, they're getting what it's supposed to be like. Um, because we question ourselves. You know, it doesn't matter how many books you put out. You're still like, oh, man, I hope they understand what I was trying to go for here. Um, so yeah, that's it, the na- I'm that is the nature. That's just the nature of our beast. And speaking of, of beast, course. I'm I'm going to get off of here and go check into mine to see if he needs anything. He's pretty much bedridden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I will say some prayers for you. I appreciate it. There's never a, there's never enough prayers. I, yeah. I'm greedy. I want all I can get. I will send plenty to you, let me tell you. Thank, thank you, my darling. And if you ever want to come further south, I am further south. That's why they call okay. it South Florida. Just let me know because <laughs> I, have, I have all the amenities at hand. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, baby. And I will get this uploaded and to you in safe travels tomorrow. All right. Thank you so much. And like I said, I'll be praying for you guys and... And uh, I'll be back on the show sometime. Absolutely. We're going to get you back pretty quick, as soon as you get some more books ready, which shouldn't be too too far in the far-flung future. Exactly. <laughs> All right, baby. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Good night.